Hi, this is Art Gab, and I'm Ashley. And I'm Kendra. Today we are excited to have artist Ben Ma as our guest. Benjamin Ma has been photographing for almost 25 years. His primary focus is portraits and events, but also does editorial work with a sprinkling of food photography. His work is regularly featured in Oregon Music News and Press Play Salem. When not shooting, he's spending money he doesn't have on making contributions to an unruly record collection. Welcome to Art Gab, Ben. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so this record collection, huh? You got a favorite record? That's a loaded oh, question, huh? Yeah. A few, I guess. A couple. Um, I'm a big fan of Neil Young's first record. And I'm also a big fan of Nirvana's third record. Those are favorites. Nice. Awesome. Ones we that would... get played a lot and I have more than one copy of. So I guess that counts as a favorite, right? Yeah. yeah. Christopher and I went to a Neil Young concert like in 2015. Oh, cool. And she, that guy, he played all night long. It was, it, it was wild. He just like kept going. He was like, he was amazing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Does he talk a lot to the audience? I don't know. Do you remember? No, no. <laughs> and he was playing. He was playing with Willie Nelson's son. He was in his band. That was pretty. Oh cool. right, yeah, they toured together. Yeah, I can't think of his name or anything, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it's at University of Portland. Oh weird. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I just asked if he talked a lot because I recently saw um, Bob Dylan, and he didn't oh, talk. Yeah? yeah, and he didn't talk once. So it's just interesting <laughs> to like how different artists interact with the crowd. You know, it's interesting. So how was really Bob good. Dylan? What's that? How was Bob Dylan? Was he good? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was nice because. Um, he actually collected phones beforehand, not him personally, but like. Um, oh, you'd like check your phone at the door or something? Yeah, it was really oh, nice. Yeah. It's kind of a nice that's break. Cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Huh. That's cool. So that stood out to me. And he was great. Yeah, it was great. And we saw Modest Mouse the other day together. Yes. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was, it was great. great. They yeah. did it in um, Pioneer Square in the middle of downtown. So that's cool. Speaking of like artists that talk in between songs, did you, it was like, I don't know if he was really poetic or really, really out there, but some of the things he said, I, I totally could not follow. <laughs> no, I didn't follow anything he said. It was wild. <laughs> I'm like, I think he's telling a story, but I, I'm not following it at all. It's like an internal narrative going on constantly. Or I something. can appreciate that, yeah. but I also can't follow it. So yeah. Do you like live music, Ben? I do. I love live music. Because you were shooting a lot of it for a while, weren't you? Yeah, pre, pre-pandemic, I was probably... I was probably averaging like eight to ten shows a month. Nice. Cool. No, like, that's, no not that much. That's ridiculous now. I was going to say, that's impressive. No, that's, that's like every other <laughs> week. Yeah, no. We're probably more like, uh, like two to three a month. That's how Nice. That, what yeah, it was it was a cool it's a cool gig to have. I mean, it's not paid, but it it offsets my concert expenses. Like I haven't paid for a show in like six years. Oh, nice! But I get to and I get to take my camera and hang out, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's for press play. No, that's for Oregon Music News. Oh, cool! This is a website that I shoot for. It, it gives me a publication basically prove that I'm like a, a legit photographer versus just somebody who wants to show up and take pictures. Right. So to get press <laughs> access, you have to have generally be associated with some sort of publication, whether it's like a magazine or a website or something. Huh. And then that gets you the free ticket and the access to shoot the show or three songs of the show. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I noticed that Modest Mouse, they didn't allow cameras, so it seemed like the people that were there, like, photographing, they seemed really legit. Like, it was definitely... Yeah, they were, they stood out as, like, being the photographers, like, you could tell. 
But, um, Sounds about right. Are you getting back into shows? Yeah, a little bit. Um, right now, I've, I've been doing like one a month since April. Like that was the first one I did when everything started kind of opening up again. I was kind of a little hesitant to go back just because of like the crowds and the post-COVID paranoia or <clears throat> whatever you want to call it. But uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, crowds sounds- seem really appreciative, or more so than maybe than they were before things shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's good though. Yeah, there's like a good like feeling going to shows again. Like people appreciate mm-hmm. being back. I think. Mm-hmm. And some of the changes that people are just rolling with it, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could talk about music all night, but we want to hear more about what you do as a photographer. Um, do you want to describe who you are and what you do besides besides the music photography? I, yeah. Um, I basically have tried to position myself to be just kind of like an all-purpose photographer for hire. Um, in my experience, being in Salem, it's not a huge market. I mean, it's it's not. I don't think Salem's really a small town, but it's not like Portland, you know. So I feel like I'm better off trying to be pretty good at a lot of different things than just like trying to specialize in one or two things mostly because I think that that's the best way to, to approach the photography business here. Um, also because I just like doing a lot of different stuff too. I mean, honestly, it's partially for me and partially for sustainability. Um, I think if you're a wedding photographer, you can get away with specializing because it's wedding photography and that's just like its own thing, you know, but I don't, I don't do a ton of weddings. I, I, I will, but it's not something that I, have devoted everything towards. So I just try to do a little bit of everything. A lot of portraits and events, um, family groups, senior photos, um, some editorial work, trying to get like do more food photography as well. I'm just trying to just broaden my horizons a little bit and try to just do a bunch of different stuff and try to basically just convince people that they should pay me to take pictures for them. That's the that's 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 most of it right there. Yeah, yeah, because we all walk around with cameras in our pocket, and so many people think yeah. that makes them a yeah. photographer. It's and definitely yeah. has an impact on things, and not like not trying to rage against that or anything. Like that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's um, it's just the norm, you know. I think that when you can take pretty good pictures on your own, and you don't have to have a ton of stuff to do it, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's it's a convenience, and it's pretty passable for the most part you know so i don't think there's anything wrong with that but there there can be a little bit of a difference with like hiring a professional anybody you know not just like a photographer but like in any industry i think having a professional might give you just a little bit of an edge or gives you a little bit more polish that you might not have if you're trying to do it yourself you know yeah absolutely a big edge i mean i'm looking at one of your photos right now it's wonderful i mean yeah, the comp- composition, yeah. just everything. The lighting, lighting. yeah, the balance. It's, it's a, a, and that's a, a photo of, of the Oregon coast, I think, right? Um, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have it in front of you. <laughs> is it on the website? <laughs> Can I telepathically tell yeah. you? <laughs> We're gonna explain the photo to you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yes, explain to our listeners. Okay, yeah, it's a black and white photo, and it's of uh, the Oregon. Oops. Trying to show you through Zoom which one it is. Okay, but... yeah, that is the Oregon coast. That's my niece, actually, in the corner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely piece. No, and the like reflection. The reflection. Like, yeah, there's a lot to it that you wouldn't be able to just. Mm-hmm. The reflection of the hills and the wet sand. Uh, the lighting. This seems like a sunny day, but not like these oppre- oppressive hot heat wave kind of days. It just feels... It, I get get I get a sense for the feel of the place and the weather and the time and oh, cool. um, yeah it's a lovely lovely piece Thank you. And, yeah 
do you feel it's like hard to screw up a picture at the coast? Honestly, I mean, it's just so. <laughs> <laughs> right. So with all with all the different types of photography that you do, is there um, is there a subject matter that you really are that you find that you can be more creative with, and you really f- connecting with, or have a your own personal joy and and passion for? I would say probably portraiture, like studio portraiture. I, I really like being in a studio environment and being able to play with the lights and try to just design something that looks, I mean, it looks cool. You know, it's, um, I really get a lot of, uh, it's very satisfying to like light subjects and try to shoot them in interesting ways and try to, play with the shadows and just create some kind of dynamic and interesting. Um, not everybody is paying for that, which is fine. It's just, it's the thing that I just like to do just to do because it's fun. And that's the kind of images I like to create when I don't really haven't been given an agenda or an assignment or anything like that. It's just the kind of stuff I like to play with. I, th- I don't think we really asked like how you even got interested in like that's exactly what I was thinking is yeah. like did you start by taking classes at Chemeketa you've been doing this for 25 years right yeah, no actually time. I came to I came to photography as a profession in a weird way um I know I got my first camera when it was a birthday present for my dad my dad was a he had always had a camera he was that that dad you know took pictures of everything and was at all the events and on vacation always like trying to get the perfect shots and stuff which at the time was really obnoxious but looking back at the piles of photo albums that we have of our family it's kind of cool that we have that record so uh but yeah he gave me my first camera i don't remember what birthday that was but i shot with that just as a hobby since high school i guess so uh, but my my uh my educational background is actually film studies. And I thought I wanted to make movies after I got out of college. But I did not really follow through with that. So, but I worked in video production for a little while. And then the last job I had before I moved out here was uh, working for an internet marketing company. And we were doing a lot of, this was like, mid late 2000s so like video content on the web wasn't huge yet but it was starting to like be a thing and so there was a small department in this company that was trying to like make video content for all these websites for this marketing company it was a lot of really dry boring terrible stuff but they also started to shift into doing their own stock photography as well and so we started doing a lot more photography work along with the video stuff and that kind of got me back into shooting again and it, that kind of coincided with me getting my first DSLR and, and shooting more of that and just kind of getting back into photography and loving it just really enjoying that and then when that job ended rather than go back to the corporate side of things and work I just kind of decided I wanted to try to get people to pay me to take pictures so that's how I ended up doing that Nice. It's got to feel good to be able to like work for yourself and kind of do your own thing too. It does mostly. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there's that security that I miss of having like a regular paycheck and benefits and all those things that come with being. But at the same time, it wasn't all that inspiring or fun. So I don't regret not going back to that but yeah it, it has working for yourself has its own set of anxieties which you know you know but would you do it the other would you go would you try to get a job job though no i mean yeah there's some nice freedom in being able to make your own schedule and do your own thing but there's there's pros and cons right mm-hmm. exactly what does a day in the studio look like for you Oh, um, it kind of depends. Uh, if I've got a shoot, then generally it's about, I try to get everything set up like an hour before, set up the backdrops of lights, you know, so I'm not fussing with everything when I get somebody in there. Um, 
usually try to get everybody together. If there's a stylist on hand, somebody wait for them to get set up, wait for the subject, and then we shoot and go until we get what we need. I it's recently fun. got to shoot with you. I was going to say, you, you know what yeah. that's <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. It was awesome. You played some Bowie, so it's like you had some music going. Yeah, was... yeah I try to keep it interesting. Keep it, because like, I think that when the subject is relaxed, then it's going to be fine, because that's usually when you get the good images, you know, like when you're, the subject is not they're not relaxed or they're not comfortable or for whatever reason, they're just not there or feeling self-conscious, but it's hard to, it's hard to get somebody in the mood to want to have their picture taken because really nobody likes to have their picture taken. Some people do, but for the most part, everybody I shoot, I would say 75% of the time, the first thing is I really hate having my picture taken. So, <laughs> which, you know, I'm, that's fine. I get it. I don't like having my picture taken either. So for me, that's the, the, the challenges get you to relax so that it's not painful and that you actually like to see them when you're done. And hopefully that shows and comes across. I, that's where I, I feel like I know I did a good job. You, you do a great job of bringing out like people's um, spirits. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You're like you, you genuine people, like they're genuine smiles and like, yeah, um, that's, I try, I try to, I, that's what I try to achieve. Hopefully I get it most of the time. Yeah, you do great. And I, I have to ask too, like, um, I know a lot of your photography is in black and white. Do you prefer that? I do. Um, I really like the, I, I personally think I don't have a good eye for color. Honestly, that's a lot of where that comes from. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I have a good sense of like how to match with colors or come up with something that's, I don't know if I'm making any sense at all, but with monochrome, it's easy. It's black and white. They go together. I, I can see that. That makes sense to me. And so I like that because it, in a way it kind of distills everything down to just like light shadow. You know, that's it. There's no, there's not a color that could pull you out of that or there's not something that could distract you. It's very, I don't want to say pure because that sounds kind of pretentious, but like, I like the simplicity of black and white. I think it, it can present a very, I think black and white communicates really clear. You know, it, it's, it's a style that's very easy to read, I guess. Yeah. You take away a lot of the color and those other elements. You kind of have to focus on what's there. And so I think that to me is, it's a way to just direct a viewer without having to do a lot of stuff to get them there. You know, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Totally. totally. Yeah. And I was thinking about the photo shoot that you mentioned, Ashley, where I think Ashley was the model for, it was kind of like a, um, like a sixties theme thing. Oh yeah. Right? The cover. Yeah. And so the, I remember the color that you chose for that piece for that commission was, uh, very much, like spoke to the 1960s with the bright orange, bright pink, and like lime green. And so it said, the color said it in a certain era, whereas I feel like black and white, maybe it's more timeless or it could be any era. Like there's it something. It is in a way. Yeah. 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 I was going to say like the black and white almost makes like what comes to mind for me is like, I'm almost more focused in on it. Mm -hmm. Like the subject matter in a way. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I just thought of this, but like, okay, take this out if this is really stupid sounding, but, <laughs> but, but like books, you know, are that we get black ink on a white piece of paper. So we're, so it's like, uh, it allows our mind to kind of add the color to the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> black and white photos, you get I to add the colors to the story. <laughs> you have to make the imagery a little and fill in. The... I told you it was a dumb comment. We'll so probably take that we'll out. Take <laughs> <it> out. <laughs> <laughs> you going. <laughs> Kendra likes picture books. Uh, I, I, I can't read. Colorful <laughs> picture books. Speaking, speaking of reading, let me read you this question. <clears throat> okay. Let me read you this question. <laughs> I have a picture right here. Um, okay. 
So, uh, okay. Has your work or process surprised you at all due to the pandemic? I know you kind of answered a little bit with the, the mute, the concert photography, but do you feel like the pandemic has influenced the other uh, aspects? I mean, like for everybody else that had a business that sucked. Um, for me, things dried up pretty, they dried up a lot. Um, cause you know, the whole thing with the like self-isolation and all the social distancing and stuff, it was like, I, mean, I think people were just not wanting to go out and not wanting to be exposed to things. And a lot of, uh, I mean, that's a lot of photography is that, that kind of like engagement being in somebody else's space, you know? So that pretty much dried up, especially like on the events side, you know, people weren't, there weren't events, you know, there weren't weddings, there weren't trade shows or whatever kind of gathering you could possibly think of that just wasn't happening anywhere. So, so there was none of that. Um, and yeah, so like it got to the point where I considered not so much like stopping, but scaling way back and like, like putting kind of just putting things on the background. Like my lease was up in like, not the space I have now, but the space I had before this June 20. Make it through 2020. It did, but I didn't do a lot of work. Um, but then when my lease was up, I, I decided to give up the space. I'm like, well, I'm not shooting a lot. There's no point in having a space. It's just basically eating money at that point. So that changed. And then I left the state for like six months and moved to Colorado for a job doing photography. But that was that was June 2021. Hmm. Um, there. They kind of still had COVID stuff in place. Like we all had to like mask up and do all that craziness. What what did you do in what did you do there? Oh, it was um, a friend of mine lived out there, and he's a photographer as well. He does a lot of uh, um, products. Specifically, he shoots a lot of knitwear for like knitwear publications, stuff like that. And then he also does a lot of like uh, beverage, beer and beverage stuff. But he worked for a company that was had taken on this big contract to do redo a bunch of photography for uh, Michael's craft stores on their website. And so it was like this massive, like, I think they were wanting to shoot like thousands of products. I mean, just like, basically their in-house like paints and pencils and art supplies, stuff like that, just like redo their product photography. So they said they were looking for photographers to come on and this project and I didn't have anything yet. So um, I moved out there for six months and worked around. And then considered staying out there, but I came back here at the start of 20, I guess it's the start of this year. And um, I got back in touch with old clients and stuff and things just kind of moved, started moving forward in a good way. So I figured I'd stay here and just get reestablished. So when I go on to michaels.com and I look at paints, that could be your photography. Some of them, yes. Wow. That's I don't know cool. which ones, but like, <laughs> I know I shot a lot of colored pencils, so, um, so yeah, maybe one of the artist loft brand colored pencils is one of <laughs> Nice. Very nice. And, and so you came back, and then are you doing Derby again? Derby? Because you were doing I roller derby photos. I haven't jumped back into Derby yet. Um, I feel after like after everything had happened i kind of felt like i needed to really focus on trying to get the business going again and yeah. as much as i love shooting derby and the people involved with it and everything about it it just was as as you know ashley it's a time it takes a lot of time commitment you know it, it's not just a an hour here or an hour there i mean to shoot about is show up an hour beforehand set up all the lights shoot all the photos and then you've got hundreds of frames to go back home and edit and turn them around and get them out and then do it all yeah. over again the next week. It's, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, totally. It's fun. It's super rewarding and I love doing it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, maybe I need to be more focused on business stuff and not that. So plus there was somebody else who was um, kind of shooting 
the league as well. So I kind of felt like it was my turn to pass the torch on somebody else who wanted to do it. And that's kind of how it happened with me. I feel like I inherited the league from someone else who was kind of slowly on their way out too. So it's like a, it seems like that's how it goes with derby photographers. They're like these cycles, you know, certain people come in, they come out and other people come in, they come out. I felt like for me that maybe was my time. So I would do it again though, if I had the opportunity or just wanted to, I totally would. It's awesome. It's so fun to shoot. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing with derby, I'm imagining like the players is like, as a photographer, you could always come back, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't really ever feel like the door is shut there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of our priorities changed after the pandemic, I feel like. So it's, Mm -hmm. it just, yeah. Yeah. Like that idea where, I don't know if you felt this, but like for me, going or prior to it, I just felt like there was a certain amount of certainty about the future. You know, you could kind of like anticipate or predict or speculate what was going to happen. But then this happened and that like went away. All of a sudden, I "I don't know what's going to happen. I got to figure out what's going on right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Focus and not like the idea of thinking like a year ahead. Like, no, I can't do that. When when something happens, what if there's another... (laughs) The plague, you know, it could be anything. <laughs> Everything know. goes away. So it's like, I guess it, it forced me to focus more than maybe I would have if left by anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way of putting it. It's like a reset. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, a totally. prioritize. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the most important question ever is like, what superpower would you have if you could have one? If I could have one, uh, or a couple. Probably. Like no teleportation <laughs> would be a big one. That'd be awesome. I like to travel, but I don't like to fly. Here, here. I am it's totally a with you. experience, you know? Yeah. So if like, you could just snap your fingers and be somewhere else, that'd be the best, right? I think that's... Yeah. Yes. I am with you 100%. That I one. Hate, I hate flying. And maybe to a lesser extent, like telekinesis, like moving crap in your mind. Well, that would be cool. That'd be really cool. Like I don't want to get up. <laughs> just... Yeah, it's like so many applications you could have. You could yeah. really be the most sedentary creature in the world, or you could like drop things on people or move cars out of the yes. way. Yes, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot. Ashley, you could get that. Yeah, Ashley, you could get that soda you've you've wanted that you can't find anywhere. You could just. She's giving me such a hard time. <laughs> I really wanted this certain sparkling water and like I was trying to get it delivered because I'm in Portland to her house anywhere. and then they don't deliver. <laughs> I was just like fixated on this. Sparkling. And that's where it would have been handy is the, you know. <laughs> what sparkling water was it? It's like this new brand, I think. Well, I don't know if it's new actually, but it's, it's called Alani. And it, I found it at Safeway and it was so good. Like, the lemon cream flavor and I went back to Safeway and it's nowhere to be found. So it's been recalled. It's been yeah, recalled. <laughs> yeah. No big People deal. caught on. It's okay. <laughs> but um yeah, those are good superpowers. I like that. We we need to make that happen. I yeah, I agree. I would love for somebody to make it so I could do things I read a superpower on my social media today. Someone said, wouldn't it be great to have a Google in your brain so so you could just like type in into your brain uh, where is that really great place that I had burritos the other day yeah and just, you just type it in to your own brain scary though too because I feel like we're heading in that direction <laughs> I know that's what I thought I was like okay well that yeah, your phone almost does that for you already it's already listening to us yeah right, right. like you're gonna get an ad for that sparkling water in your Instagram Probably I'm too. never gonna hear the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> what's your What's your superpower, Ashley? What What would you want? What is it this week? I always steal the guests' one. Yeah. So I'm I'm stealing yours. You've got a list of them. <laughs> so what was the last one? What was the last one? I I wish I could fit into vintage vintage shoes. Oh yeah. That would be really nice. Superpower. What is with that? They I don't like know. I have massive feet. Massive feet. Yeah. <laughs> That's very rare. Shoes like were feet more narrow then, or they were just smaller. I think. It's tiny. Like even yeah. our grandma 
has like the tiniest feet. Size six. Can you believe that? How do they even stand up? Wow. How do you, how do you not fall over? <laughs> <laughs> That's your superpower for this week? That's the first one that comes to mind. I don't know. I, I like the teleportation, honestly. I, I love that idea. Yeah, the teleportation would be awesome. Just go anywhere at any time. Kind of. What about you, Christopher? Uh, Put you on the spot. I can't, I can't think of one. I don't know how, how to um, play Minecraft so I can teach all of them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, Minecraft. Is that a thing? Have you heard of that? I know of Minecraft. I've never Oh no, I did play Minecraft once. I didn't know what to do with it though. That's the great dilemma right now is my nephew is like all about it and we're all like none of us know anything about it. Yeah, it's like almost too much freedom. Like it's like having an infinite Lego set. Like you have literally yeah. every piece you could ever want. What do you build? Everything. I ended up just building a bunch of like columns of lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were focused at least. Is that what I'm supposed to do with this? Just build pillars of fire? Oh, that's funny. So it's just like building things? Yeah, it's like you yeah. construct or digging. stuff. Yeah, or get dig. Huh. He's, he's been filling in stuff with emeralds. Emeralds. He likes to make, yeah, fill things with emeralds and then make snow golems. Have you heard of snow golems? He makes snowmen and then puts a jack lantern head on top and then they run around and then oh. he kills he kills them. Well, now I want to play because that sounds amazing. <laughs> like okay, and then and then he gets stuck in a quarter and he he tries to get me to help him and I'm like I don't I I can't help you child. Thanks for making me feel old. I know right. <laughs> like, just turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did with Nintendo. Can you blow on it? Yeah. Reset. And then put it back yeah. in the reset. Yeah. Blow into the power jack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not like yeah. It's not like Super Mario Brothers. No, or the duck hunt where you put the gun right against the screen. <laughs> um. This is good. This is good. Um. Okay. So. Um. My question is, what superpower do you already have? Oh, yeah, I was trying to think of what that is. <laughs> I think it's, I don't even really do this intentionally, but I seem to be able to go into places and not be noticed. pretty easily like just show up and be there and then leave and then have people go hey were you at the thing yes i didn't see you i was there <laughs> i've done that a few times i like how you're looking at this in a positive way that's, that's good that is kind of nice though or you could just turn it around on them and be like oh i saw i saw what you did yeah <laughs> oh yeah i was there I was there. <laughs> I have pictures. I have pictures. Yeah, <laughs> it's too bad you didn't notice. Yeah. Have a telephone. It works lens. well for like, um, kind of what I do. Like, I think uh, being able to go to events and, and photograph and not be noticed, you know, that's kind of ideal. I mean, mm -hmm. when you stop and think about it, it's weird. It's like what you're just stalking around trying to take people's pictures without them knowing. And well, yeah, that's kind of a lot of it. So I can I can blend it in the background pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because then you could just kind of come and go when you please, and not have to think too much about it, which is always good. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kendra? Um, my superpower, I think, is is a. Uh, being never getting it right on the first time first try but always knowing or always being aware that i could do better the second time you know what i mean like i try things out quality. yeah try things out and don't give up and and yeah and look for ways to improve on what i've done does that make sense 
What'd you say? Tenacity. Tenacity. Thank you, Christopher. Yes, tenacity. <laughs> I knew there was a word. There. That's just a simple word for it. Yes. There you go. My superpower, you guys, is as many battles as I've had with a hot glue gun, I still go back. Oh, my gosh. Fight it. Yeah. Because they are handy to use. But I really got into it with the hot glue gun today. Not going to lie. <laughs> I don't what do you know do with a hot glue gun? Like, what's what can't you do what with can't a hot you glue? Do? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Burn your fingers like no other, because I did yeah. That. That's what I think of when I think of hot glue is blisters. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you about what I did with the hot glue gun? No. <laughs> I burnt my finger once, and it hurt so bad that my reaction was to put it in my mouth. To, to cool it down and then I then I burnt my lower lip <laughs> with the hot glue <laughs> I didn't tell you that no I could swear I told you that so I like burnt my finger and then I proceeded to burn my lip with the I think I have glue. heard yeah. that well really I've done dumb. the thing where like I burnt and then I ripped it off right away instead of letting it and then cool it takes your skin your off skin. too yeah. yeah so you like awesome. rip all your yeah. hot glue is is awesome though it really is, it For, is. no matter how I mean Really no matter it. how much it hurts, it, it really, really get a hot glue gun. Right yeah, now. nothing just, really compares. I mean, really. No, I guess that's the thing. It's like I still, as much as we fight, it's like we make up and yeah. it's fine. Gorilla glue just takes too long to dry. Yeah. Other glues are just not strong enough. So if hot glue wants to be a sponsor, just kidding. yeah. I mean, um, fishing for a hot glue sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> We're really sorry. Art cab brought to you by. <laughs> Michaels. <laughs> and did then you, Ben will take the pictures. Yeah, did you take photos of hot glue? No. Uh, most of what I photographed was like pencils, um, tubes of paint, jars of glitter, and canvases, multi multi canvas packs. That doesn't sound that easy, actually. I mean, how do you like glitter? Surprisingly not, because not not only is it hard to, or not, it's not easy to do, but then you've got, without getting into the whole thing, people above you that are approving these images. Like, we actually would like it to be this way. Or could you not stack them? Or when you stack them, could they be offset? We need to have one standing up. It's a whole thing. Yeah, who would have thought, right? I learned learned the importance of having an art director on that project. Somebody who like has the vision is like, this is what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. We want consistency. You need to shoot it like this. This is what they all have to be, as opposed to like direction by committee. Mm-hmm. Where we've got five people all feeling like they need to have an opinion about how this tube of paint was shot and whether or not it's the right way. Right. Yeah. Because there's probably some serious opinions. Yeah, it was it was kind of <laughs> some of the notes we would get on certain things are just like really <laughs> like yeah. this image is too flat. Like it's a can. It's construction paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's, dynamic it's, a, it's a pack of multicolored construction. Can you make the glitter less sparkly? Can you make the glitter less sparkly, please? Yeah, it was. It was because I've never really. I hadn't really done a lot of product photography prior to that project, so it was a whole different world for me. As far as like how to light things, um, how to like how how to shoot. Because we did two separate types of shooting. We did something that they called e-commerce, which was basically like products against a white background, like when you would look at a mm-hmm. like a pencil set. You just need the pencils laid out. And then we would also shoot stuff that they called lifestyle, which were like, say you're shooting a tube of uh, oil paint. The lifestyle shot of it would be like a... What do call those <laughs> things that you put the paint on? If you're a painter and you've got like your tray or whatever a piece of cardboard we have like all the depth a, pa- a palette yeah. a yes it's a palette with some paint and a paint brush laid to the side and maybe 
a canvas that was partially painted with that color, you know, like this like little set of, uh -huh. for a, a tube of paint. And uh, the, the trick was, well, you want to show the product, but you don't want to show too many other products, but you want it to be like, oh, this is an actual artist's thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different ideas in regards <laughs> to what is the true way to, to shoot something like that. So that was a, it was a learning experience. I love that. I love that because my mind goes to my studio, which is a giant mess. And I basically have paint on every table and like, every, right. you know, it's all like, it would be, you wouldn't want, you'd want to take a photo of an artist's space, but you would want a, an idealized artist space, not a real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, like at one point we were supposed to build a studio, like a set that was an artist's studio mm -hmm. to showcase like different stuff, but that cost money. And so another alternative was one of the people on staff, like, well, I am an artist and I have a studio we could shoot in there, but they didn't want it to look too real. Mm -hmm. so that was a whole thing yeah <laughs> and then there's my mind just that just went to like oh like a paint a tube of paint frolicking through the field is that an action shot <laughs> <laughs> the lifestyle the, the lifestyle, lifestyle of the paint itself that? that sounds cool Why <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where my <laughs> mind went <laughs> a, a, ta a tube of paint you know, like lounging on the beach to buy that paint if I would, <laughs> right? If I saw I, the paint having a good time, yeah. Where where would paints go if they didn't? Be, if they weren't forced to be in a studio, lounging by a pool somewhere, you know, <laughs> on a kayak, hanging out, yeah. yeah, traveling, <laughs> exactly. the Eiffel Tower, yeah. Oh. Well, like, so you've been doing like food shots too. Is what is there some fun in? What food is cool because. I've gotten to shoot food that I like, fortunately. So it's like fun to try to show food in the, its best light possible. Like you need to eat this amazing thing and look how amazing it looks. You know, like that's, that's fun to do. Is it true that, um, that you can't photograph milk? It has to be like Elmer's glue. Have I've you heard, heard that? You've heard that? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like with a lot of stuff like that, I've, I've never had to do anything like that because it's mostly just like, this is the specific dish you need to shoot, so go get it, you know, and then don't eat it or make it still look fresh or whatever. But like, yeah, when you shoot, like something like ice cream that's going to melt, you've got mm -hmm. lights on it and it's in a room that's probably really warm, it's going to fall apart, so you have to come up with something that's not going to basically suffer under the lights. And yeah, Elmer's glue makes sense for milk because it's it looks like milk, but it's hmm. it's thick enough where you could like have a like give it texture, you know, without having to like actually agitate some milk. It gets like bubbles in it and all that sort of thing. But glue's not gonna do that. So it probably just looks like perfect milk all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry, I totally jumped into that question because I've been wanting to know for so long. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Just, no, it's a, you could probably Google I know, it. I, I feel like I really... I <laughs> shoot food on that level yet. Ah. What, what kind of... The thing I've had to do is like actual things that somebody cooked. Like, oh. Oh, for, so for restaurants and whatnot. Yeah, like we okay. did, for Press Play, we did a big burger survey. And so oh. there's like, it was all like, shoot all the burgers that you're eating. That's fun. And so then you got to try them and... Yeah, exactly. We got to go and eat burgers and take pictures of food. And, and Carly mentioned you maybe wrote some stuff too? I did write a couple of the burger reviews, yeah. That's cool. Is that something you want to get more into or...? I like doing it. I don't think I'm a great writer, honestly. <laughs> they seem to think it works, so I go with it. It's fun to talk about food. Though. Yeah. I love to talk about food. <laughs> well, here, you can relate to that. Where, where do you think has the best burger in town? Mm. If you had to pick one. Maybe not the best, but like your go-to. 
Yeah, so I know like the last press play was a lot about burgers and stuff, but like I really don't eat a lot of meat, so I'm probably not the best judge of it. I know. And then like, are you into veggie burgers? I do like them, but the thing is, when they start to get cold, it's just like nope. They have to be like really hot. Did you find any veggies burgers? You Carly's vegetarian, so yeah, she reviewed a couple. Yeah, well, people and, uh, seem to like Venti's veggie. Uh, yeah, those are good. Yeah. Our mom loves Venti's. Yes. Good old Venti's. Art Gab brought to you by Venti's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Salem surprise has a lot of good burger places then. Did you find them? I was them? surprised. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like Salem's growing a little bit, but, but it, in terms of, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little tired, but. Um, Whenever I go down there, I'm surprised at how many new restaurants there are. Like, I feel like it's becoming a foodie kind of town, really. Um, it might still be kind of a smaller city, but it, it's, its food scene is, is bustling, for sure. Yeah, seems like there's been a lot of good places opening up. Yeah, it's, I mean, I moved here in 2012, 2013. And it's changed a lot since then for me. There's just not noticed, I guess, more, more interesting places to eat or places that you would like want to go to, you know, versus like, oh, there's just this and that's it. Yeah. It's cool to see. Yeah. It's nice to have a good variety. So uh, what's, what's next for you? What are you excited about? Um, I've started shooting film again, which I've not, I haven't done a lot of that since. Like when I started shooting, I was shooting on a 35 millimeter film camera, like everybody else before digital, you know, and then stopped for a few years because it was just too expensive I mean, to shoot. I remember one of the last times I got film processed and developed and printed. This was like probably mid 2000s. It was like 50 bucks for three rolls of black and white. And at the time, that was just not going to work. I mean, that was a lot of money. So, like, uh, yeah. let's put this down for a while. You know, I mean, that's an expensive hobby. Maybe you should reconsider or not. And so I didn't get another. I think I got my first digital camera in 2000. maybe 2010 and uh that kind of like got me back into it because all of a sudden now i could choose as much as i want you know and it doesn't cost anything and i can burn frames and then be creative with it and i don't have to pay extra for black and white i can just turn everything to black and white and post it was great and so up to say then last year i started getting back into shooting film and doing that. So I guess that's probably what I'm most excited about for the future is just doing more of that and trying to uh, figure out a way to incorporate that into the work. See if there's a way to like make that be a, a money maker. But honestly, it's just an, another, it's just another way to like, get involved in the process and be challenged, I guess. Not that I feel like I've mastered my craft by any means, but I, I like the the challenge of figuring stuff out. And with film, it's, there's so many variables that go into it to make it look cool. And so I, I like having that. There's something about the process that's really appealing to me. So yeah, I guess that's what I'm most excited about. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. Do you, um, do you, use a dark room and do, uh, like actually do it yourself or do you have a place you like not to at the moment right now i'm just uh i don't process or print anything but i would love to have access to a dark room to print i don't not really into the whole developing my own films because it's hard <laughs> it's it's really kind of tricky but printing is cool i mean to to make your own prints is 
that's very that's very fun so i would love to have access to a dark room i don't i don't know other than like trying to build my own i don't know how that would work so i know shemekita actually had a really decent sized dark room but it's been closed i think ever since the guy who was the He's like one of the photography teachers there. He died a few years ago. So I don't think the darkroom is currently active, but I've heard that they're trying to get it going again. So if that ever happened, I would, I'd pay to take a class just to use it. I mean, it's printing is cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd love to get into that. Totally. Is there anything you want to like go over or cover? Did we forget oh, anything? I, I'm probably not good self, a good self I think I did okay. Oh, that sounds stupid. No, <laughs> no, you we're leaving great. that in. <laughs> no, you did. You did awesome. I didn't know if you wanted to talk anymore about um, upcoming things or your. We worked at, at Ranch Records for a while, and I didn't know if you wanted to talk anymore about. No, I think we covered a lot. You worked at Ranch Records. Yeah, good that's awesome. Ranch. I did. Ah, that was the last part-time employee at Ranch Records before they closed. Oh. That place was great. Are they still in Bend too, or did they close that one? The what happened with the Bend? The Bend one is still going. They sold it to a guy. Like, what was the deal? When I worked there, the person—I don't think they were really like formally connected. Like, at some point, they sold their interest to the guy who was running it. I think the. I don't know what the agreement was, but I think maybe they had to keep the ranch records name that this other guy owned it. But then that guy got out of it and someone else took over and I think he renamed it to something else. So the record store itself is still there, but it's under a different name hmm. with a different owner. So I remember right when we were going out of business, he was just starting to take over. And so he ended up buying quite a bit of stuff, like fixtures and back stock and things like that. Would you ever get back into like the music side of stuff like that retail? I suppose if the opportunity came around, I might. Yeah. Uh, I loved doing it, but it was, <laughs> I have no impulse control. So a lot of times, whatever money I made just kind of got funneled back into the store. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do, I imagine. But it was fun. I mean, I loved working at a record store. That was cool. It was like, you're going to pay me to talk about music to people? What? I remember they had a re a really great poster collection, or at least that was the original location. Yeah, he um was telling me that I guess there was somebody in the area who used to own a, like a record store back in the day, and then they got out of it, and all the stuff in the store, I think, went into like storage somewhere, and one of the things they had were just like piles of old like music promo posters from like the 70s 70s on and they were just in boxes stacked up so they're like in perfect condition that's and, awesome uh, it was kind of one of those oh yeah here i'm gonna call you to come and like make me an offer and take the stuff off my hands type of deal you know and so we got just a ton of them and yeah, valuable stuff too. I mean, like collectible, vintage, original poster art, which you don't see anymore. You know. Yeah. Did that all end up going to Ben then? Um, various places. Uh, it was one of the actually when the when quarantine hit and they couldn't be open. That was actually one of the things that was able to kind of get them through was they uh, did a lot of like online sales and stuff, and so people they would reach out that heard like, oh, you have posters. What do you have? stuff so we they were able to do pretty good during all that and they did curbside stuff too so little things here and there just to keep it going well yeah i mean you said you had your education in like film are mm -hmm. you like are you still into that are you a pretty big critic of of that stuff I, or are you kind of be really like into into the whole movie thing not so much anymore i think i just kind of got out of it i like watching movies still I don't obsess about them like I did at one point. 
Yeah. Do you have any favorite shows you're watching right now? Oh. Mm. Okay. There's this show on Hulu. It's an Australian show called Mr. In Between. And it's fantastic. Okay. It's probably the, probably the best thing I've watched in a while. It only went three seasons. I think the third season ran last year. But it's it's so good. God, it's good. Huh. Those ones I like trying to tell everybody to watch because it's just it's about about a guy. He's like middle aged dude, but he's a not like a hitman, but just like a guy that shady people pay to do bad stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so he you know beat people up or whatever, enforcer type. But he's a single dad. You know, he has a daughter, and it's about just him being this criminal, but also having to be a father and like just kind of live and deal with stuff and how those worlds kind of skirt each other and how they influence and stuff. It's just really well written, really well acted. Um, it's funny, but very uh, touching in points too. Like there's a, there's a brother who has like MS or something, some terminal illness. And so he like takes care of him. So this this really like close bond that he has with his brother who's disabled. So he's got to deal with that too. And it's very all presented in a very like what seems like a very realistic, grounded kind of that's great. Um Atlanta. Are you watching Atlanta? Christopher is. I, I missed the first few, so I'm kind of lost. I need to go back and watch them. The show is so good. <laughs> it's really good. That's that's another one. Have you seen it, Ashley? No. But I, these are good suggestions. I really want to Just do it. Out. Just start yeah. with it and watch it. It's it's incredible. I feel like I've seen a few episodes, and they're really, really good, but I don't know what's going on because I missed the first few. But even still, like the ones I've seen are really good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, nice. it's fantastic. Good. I don't watch a lot of TV, so it's nice to have like some suggestions to check out. We've been watching um, Only Murders in the, in the Building. Oh, I've seen that <laughs> one a little bit. It seems really weird to be talking about a, a podcast show on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Is though. it good? I've heard good things about it. I haven't seen it. Though. Yeah. I mean, the cast alone is just like great, right. you know. Um, yeah. That's funny. It's well done. Yeah. Nice. It's a good satire on podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old school comedy and you kind of new school. Yeah. And it's kind of classic Steve Martin, too. Yeah. Some of those old movies and stuff. It's cool. It's like classic, all of them, really. It's classic yes. Steve Martin, classic uh, Martin Short. Uh, I don't really know about. S- Selena Gomez, sorry. Apparently, I don't know much said, about. Her. She said the one other thing that she did. It's like it's like the same character. Yeah. <laughs> so even Tina Fey, I felt like she was like yeah, hitting hitting those good comedy moments. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, it was good to like chat with you. Thanks for asking. This yeah, nice to meet you. Likewise. Follow us at stumptowncreative.com forward slash art dash gab. You can also find us on your favorite podcast app and Facebook, Instagram as artgabpdx. Thank you and have an art filled day. <laughs> <All right. laughs> or yes. not. I mean, really, or you do what you want. You, 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 want. Should, you should have an art filled day. I think that's a good thing to, to do. Do it.